Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this way back Wednesday episode. Oh boy, almost the end of the month, getting close to Kimmy's birthday. January 31st, if you're listening to the day the show's uploaded, episode number 1,508. Right next to me is... Jimmy! I got one name! Jimmy! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! 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 everybody. <laughs> Hi! Hi! I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Oh, did I tell you exactly what's going to happen to you? You're going to be back in television. Only it won't be quite the same as it was before. That is so true. And matter of fact, check out our Facebook page today and matter of fact, uh, in the future for uh, ways to see how it is a little bit different. Also, our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Right next to me is Kimmy. And she's always doing something new. She is strange. I like it. I like her. Hopefully you will, too. She's my wacky one here on the episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. That's that's really why she's here, because it's a wacky Wednesday, and it's Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hi. And how are you today? Awesome. Well, that's good. You sound you sound like your bright-eyed, bushy-tailed before the hour of sunrise. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you, are, are you feeling good, Kimmy? Uh-huh. I think it's because it's your favorite day of the week next to the weekend, because it's the middle part of the week, and it's getting close to the weekend, right? Because it's what day? Wacky Wednesday? Right, it's a wacky Wednesday, even a way back wacky Wednesday, because we go way back with the Riley and Kimmy show. If it's your first time listening, we uh, go back in time every single episode with pop culture, nostalgia, and retro. That's what we are all about. It's a huge umbrella that covers the vast world of pop culture, going all the way back in time to many, many decades ago to current things of today, like collectibles and TV shows and movies and stuff like that, but also the golden things as well. And speaking of going back in time, you can go back in time to our archived episodes. They're available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Right there, too, you'll be able to find ways to follow the Riley and Kimmy show quite easily and communicate with us, like social media, help the show grow with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. And take us anywhere on planet Earth, any time of day. Listen to us going to work, at work, or going home, or whatever, with iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. Those platforms plus archived interviews, celebrity interviews, are all available on our website. What is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com Find archived podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com Pop culture escapism. The Riley and Kimmy Show. 
Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That's the question for this wacky Wednesday. Does Kimmy want to go back in time? Challenge her brain cells, and it's really early in the morning, so this should be interesting, with some pop culture trivia. What say you, Kimmy? Yeah. All right. Let me just warn you of one thing. The timeline is totally out of whack. It is totally wacky for Wednesday, so meaning it is not running in you know linear or chronological order. Help Kimmy out with answers. She believes in time travel answers. This is your first time. Shout at whatever computing device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on right now. Could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. And Kimmy believes in time travel answers, so she needs your help, especially with a scrambled up wacky timeline. It was on this date, Kimmy, that something went really fast. It was on this date, the first automobile to exceed one. 100 miles per hour happened, and it happened right here in Florida. Daytona Beach is where it happened, Kimmy. Can you tell me what year did the first automobile exceed 100 miles per hour? We will give you a 10-year plus or minus. 1945? It was 1905 that the first uh, automobile broke that 100-plus mile an hour barrier. It was set by A.G. McDonald. In Daytona Beach, Florida, 1905. Wow. It was on this date, Kimmy, this cartoon, this animation first appears on Fox TV. Identify the cartoon. Here is your clue. Wow, you guys. I've never been to a restaurant where they cook right in front of you. Ugh. You know, later we're going to have to take one of those forced happiness family photos that come in the restaurant's tacky frame. Why are you so negative all the time? I... Uh, I don't, no, uh, what? Come on, you guys, relax. Let's have a fun night. We haven't done anything as a family since we sat courtside at that NBA game. Huh, samurai or geishas? Which one am I? I'll just wait till somebody else goes in. Well, that wasn't helpful. Hmm, this one's holding a fan. That's usually what I need when I'm done in a bathroom. Yep, no urinals. Must have guessed wrong. All right, Lois, I'm off to the mall. I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Oh, what are you going to buy? Nothing. After the other night, I made a decision. From now on, I'm only using women's restrooms. What? You can't do that. You're a man. You'll get in trouble. Oh, I got that covered. I'm going to anthropology. I'll just ask them for something so ridiculous they'll have to check in the back for it. And then I'll sneak into their ladies' room. Yes, I'd like a $4,000 ping pong table that's shaped like Easter Island. We have one right over there. Can you tell me? That cartoon that made its debut on this date, Kimmy, on Fox TV. Um, Family Guy? You are correct. Seth MacFarlane's Family Guy, 1999, made its first appearance. So on this date, Scotch Tape, first manufactured by 3M Company. I know you have used it. It made its first, you know, appearance. It was on this date, Kimmy. What year? Within 20 years. Mm. Scotch Tape. 1930? Ooh, within 20, you got it. Actually, within two, it was 1928 that that happened. Wow. It was on this date. The first social security check was issued by the United States government. Was this in the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, or 1970s? 1950s? It was the 1940s. Right on the nose, 1940, actually, when it happened. It was on this date. The trademark Coca-Cola was first registered in the United States Patent Office. Was this in the 19th or 20th century? Hmm... 
19th. You are correct. It happened 1893. It was on this date, 1936, a radio show, actually a spinoff in ways. It was done by, well, well, it was done by the people who did another Crime Fighters show. It made its debut on this date, 1936. See if you can identify this show that would eventually go to films, movie serials, and eventually a TV series, and then to a feature film a few years ago. Here is your clue. Identify the radio program. With his faithful valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and racketeers will feel the weight of the law by the sting of... Um, sting of what, Kimmy? The Green Hornet? The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Nineteen thirty-six, the Green Hornet, which was a not really a spinoff. It's related to another crime fighter. Actually, Britt Reed is related to somebody else. Who is he related to? Ranger? That's correct. <laughs> Moving. You got that. That's amazing, Kimmy. It was on this date. Give me the decade that this happened. Explorer 1 was put into orbit around the Earth. It was the first man-made Earth satellite. What decade? The 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, or 1980s? Mm, 1960s? It was the 1950s. This happened. 1958. I will tell you the name of the film. The film is called The Misfits is the final movie for two movie stars. Tell me the name of the movie. If you can identify them, here is just an isolated scene. I can't make up my mind. I don't know yet what to do. You mean you don't have a business to run or a school to teach or a... Me? I never finished high school. Well, that's real good news. You don't like educated women? They're all right. Always wanting to know what you're thinking, that's all. Maybe they're trying to get to know you better. Did you ever get to know a man better by asking him questions? You mean he'd lie? Well, he might not. And then again, he just might. Once I walked to the edge of town, it doesn't look like there's much out there. Everything's there. Like what? The country. Well, what do you do with yourself? Just live. How do you just live? Well, you start by going to sleep. You get up when you feel like it. You scratch yourself. You fry yourself some eggs. You see what kind of a day it is. You throw stones at a cat. Whistle. I know what you mean. Can you tell me who starred in The Misfits? 1961, it premieres on this date. Marilyn Monroe? And who's, um, the, who's the male star, Kimmy? I don't know. He was the star of Gone with the Wind. Oh, um, that would be Clark Gable. That's correct. Both of their final films even though it wasn't her final one that was filmed, but it's the final one released. That was 1961. The year is 1970 in New Orleans. This band was arrested for possession of LSD and barbiturates. Now, that event was alleged, well, it's rumored, to be the inspiration for this song. Tell me the name of the band. Gimme, can you tell me the name of the band? 
The Grateful Dead. That's right, and trucking. The year is 1971. This song hits number one on the British pop charts. Tell me who the recording artist is. My sweet Lord. Who is that, Kimmy? George Harrison. That's right. The year is 1975. This single goes gold, Kimmy, which means it sold very well. Identify the single and tell me eventually who the recording artist is. Crying in the night, the night goes into more just another day. Happy people pass my way. Looking in their eyes, I see. Amy, what's the name of that hit? Mandy. Can you identify who had that as a hit? Yeah, that's um, Barry Manilow. Yeah, you're right. Went gold on this date, 1975. It was on this date, 1975. This song is released. Identify the song, Kimmy. Here's your clue. Kimmy, can you tell me the name of that song? I know the song. Okay, you know the song. But I don't know the name of it. Okay, it's number nine, Dreams. Can you tell me who had that as a hit? It was released on this date, 1975. John Lennon. That's correct. Now, the song, kind of interesting. It was number nine, Dream. It peaks at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 eventually. It's on this date in 1976. This song hits number one. Kimmy, tell me the name of the song. Kimmy, can you tell me the name of the song? Roller Coaster. say they will give it to Kimmy because it is Love Roller Coaster. That's the full title. And who had that as a hit in 1976? Number one. Ohio Players. Oh, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Now, it would become a hit many years later for a certain cartoon and a band. Can you tell me the cartoon characters that had that as a hit and the band? Um... No. Beavis and Butthead with the Red Hot Chili Peppers ah. and Love Roller Coaster. I worked at a, a classic rock radio station that did play that because of the Beavis and Butthead tie-in. It was on this date in 1981. This song hits number one. It's the group's third number one hit 
on the Billboard Hot 100. Kimmy, identify the hit. Here's your clue. I'm not the kind of girl. Can you tell me that number one song? The Tide is High. The Tide is High, but I'm holding on. I'm going to be your number one. The Tide is High hits number one on the state, 1981, for whom? Blondie. And you can check uh, Kimmy's Blondie review from uh, last summer concert review that's available on our facebook page i believe it's on our website too in the video section definitely find it on our facebook page links to our facebook page at rileyandkimmy.com now by the way the tide is high was a cover by the by the group blondie did you realize that no it was originally uh, written back in the 60s it was a song recorded in 1966 written by john holt and recorded by the paragons which he was part of the tide is high Paragons, 1966, The Tide is High. Kimmy, uh, how do you feel about uh, the original version? Mm, I like Blondie's better. All right. And check out, once again, Kimmy's review, Blondie concert from 2017 at the Hard Rock Cafe in Orlando, Florida, which I'm not part of that review, meaning those comments are all part of Kimmy's, are available on our Facebook page. You can find that at RileyandKimmy.com. It was 1982, Kimmy. This person won a U.S. championship. Now, you tell me what he won it in. His name, Scott Hamilton. Uh, figure skating. That's correct. U.S. male figure skating championship won by Scott Hamilton, 1982. The year is 1988. This person performs the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Tell me who it is. <laughs> Can you identify who it is? Chuck Mangione? No, it's not Chuck Mangione. Take another uh, guess at this. Kimmy, can you tell me who it is? Herb Albert? Yeah, that's right. Herb Alpert, that's who was doing the National Anthem, 1988. 1999, this recording artist sings the National Anthem. Tell me who it is as soon as you can. Oh, see, can you see by the dawn's Who is that, Kimmy? That's Cher. That's correct. Next. 
thing on the timeline, 2001, it is announced that he is leaving a certain band. You tell me the name of the band. His name, Peter Chris, 2001, announces that he is leaving what band? Kiss. Correct. So on this date, 2005, this movie star receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Here is your brief clue. Tell me who it is. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Who is it, Kimmy? Keanu Reeves. That's correct. 2010. This recording artist sets a Grammy record for females when she wins six. The six awards were for Song of the Year, Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance, Best Traditional R&B Vocal Performance, Best R&B Song, and Best Contemporary R&B Album. Who is it? Mm. Um. Do you need a clue? Yes. Here is the Song of the Year by this person. Tell me who it is. Who won all those awards, Kimmy, at the Grammys? Beyonce. You're right. Celebrities, notables, famous people. We're going to ask Kimmy why this person's on that famous list for birthdays. That's the list we're going down. It was 1872. This person was born, died 1930 at the age of 67. His name, Zane Gray. Um, he was an author? Ooh, she's guessing. Yes, you're right. Can you guess what genre by chance? Um, uh, no. He was a Western novelist. Matter of fact, his stories, many of them have been adapted. 112 films have been adapted. And a TV series called Zane Grey Theater. Very popular. And if you're a big nerd, you know that Sherman Potter, Colonel Sherman Potter, Colonel Sherman T. Potter, if you want, on MASH, that's his favorite author. Oh. Yeah, he, he reads Zane Grey. On some episodes, he's reading it. It's on this date, 1902, this actress was born. She died in 1968 at the age of 66. She was an actress of stage and screen. She appears on Batman a year before her death, Kimmy. She plays in two episodes as a villain. She plays the Black Widow. Tell me who was born on this date, 1902. There is nothing common about me, dynamic doll. And as for being caught in my own web... May I give you a tiny little piece of advice? If you wish to live and thrive, let the spider run alive. Oh, well, then I'm afraid I must do another evil deed. How ironic. Now it is you who are caught in my web. Rightly cunning of me, don't you think? Dear heart, you may be caked. And you may be dynamic, but to me, you are a crashing boy. So, voila. Kimmy, can you tell me who possessed that unique voice that truly was her voice? Mm, I don't know. That's Tallulah Bankhead, born on this date, 1902. And if you want to see a classic uh, comedy thing she was in, uh, she appeared on the Lucy Desi Hour that was, you know, it was kind of the spinoff of I Love Lucy is when they expanded it. It's when they're, I think, living out in Los Angeles and stuff. And Lucy does an imitation of her, and she's on the show, too. Mm. It, it's it, it Lucy is like, it's amazing, and it's it's funny. Tallulah Bankhead, fantastic actress, born on this date. 
This individual, born 1915, Kimmy, died 1993 at the age of 78. Game show host. He also had his own variety show, but you know him being a game show host. Tell me the name of this person and tell me the game show he is identified with. You've seen it. It was a big show for him from 1969 to 1977 in syndication. He did other shows before that. Tell me who it is and what show he is on. I have been reminded uh, by our uh, producers that I failed in the last spot to ask the real man to stand up, uh, who, of course, was Mr. Thornton. He was number one, but it seemed rather obvious to me. Once you saw the kids, you knew who the daddy was, and so we didn't have to bother with that. So now we come to... uh, Don't worry, friends, because it goes downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I asked if I could drop by today and spend a few minutes just chatting and reminiscing and explaining a few things, and particularly explaining a few things, because uh, several months ago, some of you may have noticed that I I suddenly just disappeared from this show. Totally. I just disappeared off the screen and and, and it caused some confusion. Well, some months ago, I was suddenly diagnosed by the doctors as having a a no-no in my throat, uh, one of the baddies, you know. And so uh, literally on a few days notice, uh, I was in a hospital and he got a surgeon down who practiced his needle point on my pharynx. That's all right. It's it's next Next to your larynx and somewhere between your ears. Mm. It's back back in there. But anyhow, as a result of that, I could not talk for a couple of months, or at least not very well. So, uh, uh, (laughs) thankfully, a couple of very good friends of mine uh, filled in for me, uh, starting with little buddy uh, um, Bill Cullen and then uh, big uh, buddy Joe Garagiola. And for a while, we didn't know what it was going to be temporary or what it was going to be. But anyhow, as I was lying there in a hospital, it suddenly I thought to myself, I thought, uh, maybe somebody's giving me a message. Maybe after 42 years of broadcasting, anything beyond that is just plain greed. So I decided maybe what I should do is hang up my gloves. And so I have. I have retired, and I am retired right now. Who is that, Kimmy? I don't know. Can you tell me the show he was on right there uh, that he was hosting? I don't know. Oh, I thought you would get it with the number one and standing up and stuff like that, you know, where they would have uh, number one, number two, number three, and you had to identify, you know, who was the real person and all that. Don't you remember this show? It's a lie, lie, you're telling the lie. I never know why you don't know how. I don't remember to tell the truth, but he was a host of To Tell the Truth. That's Gary Moore, born in the state 1915. Next individual, Kimmy, the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball, born in the state 1919. Who is it? Jackie Robinson. That's correct. He died in 1972 of a heart attack at the age of 53 from complications of heart disease and diabetes. Tell me who this is, Kimmy, an American actress, singer, dancer, and comedian. I put her unique voice up against Tallulah Bankhead's. All right. Mm-hmm. You've seen this person on Carson. You've seen her on uh, commercials and all kinds of things many years ago. Tell me who it is and how old is she today? She's celebrating a birthday. Here's your clue. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. My show. Where's my bread and butter? Bread and butter. Oh, thank you. I've been looking for that. Bread and butter. 
bread and butter. Bread and butter. Well, yes, if you can call that a dressing. It's not my notion of the thing at all. It's out of temper, I think. It's in a snit. It's peevish. It's having a fit. I've pinned it here and I've pinned it there. There's no pleasing it. I'll take you with pleasure. Tuppence a week and jam every other day. Well, it's very good jam. You couldn't have it if you did want it. The rule is jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never jam today. Kimmy, can you tell me who that is? Carol Channing? Yes, you got it right. Carol Channing having a birthday today. How old is she within five years? 95. <laughs> is that your go-to answer, Kimmy, when you just, you, you don't know? Why? Is it yes or no? Um, I don't know. Well, Kimmy, Kimmy, you, with the plus or minus of five, you get it right because Carol Channing is celebrating her 97th birthday today. Next individual born on this date. Tell me why he is on the list. Born 1923. What made him famous? Norman Mailer. Oh, he was a playwright? Uh, we'll accept that. He's an author best known for his work, The Executioner's Song from 1979, winner of the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. Next person, born on this date, 1931, died 2015. At the age of 83, I will give you his nickname. You tell me who it is. Mr. Cub. Ernie Banks. That's right. Born on this date, 1931. Next individual actress born on this date, Kimmy. Known for this TV show from 1972 to 1978. Identify the TV show. Can you tell me the name of the show? Bob Newhart. That's right. And she plays Bob's wife on the show. Tell me who she is. Can we reminisce later? Maybe tomorrow. It's getting late. Bob, tell me about Amy. It's late, Emily. No, it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, how poetic. Oh, I got the point. You had the hots for Amy. <laughs> Just lucky it didn't work out. Kimmy, who was born on this date? Suzanne Plachette. That's right. Is she still with us or no, not? No, she's That's not. That's correct. She died 2009 at the age of 70, born in the state in 1937. Her big major film breakthrough was The Birds in 1963. If you want to see her in something that's totally different than what she you know, played in The Birds and played on Bob Newhart, check her out in the made-for-TV movie called Leona Helmsley, The Queen of Mean. She plays Leona, and she's vicious in it. Mm. That, that just... I'm not saying it's a great production overall, but her performance is fantastic. I'm not saying the rest of the thing is that good. Next person, actress Kimmy, celebrating her 77th birthday. She's been in tons of TV. She's been in movies. I think you've seen her in one movie we've isolated some of her dialogue from. Tell us who it is. She was in a movie with Clint Eastwood. Here's your clue. Play Misty for me. Don't you like me? Stop it, you dirty boy. Very nice girl. Ah! But who needs nice girls? Yeah, get lost, I never said anything about not coming back for seconds. <laughs> Don't spoil my fun, darling. I love to give you things. Ah! I just want to say how sorry I am about everything. That other isn't it? Why didn't you take my call? Thank you, David. <laughs> You're not something me, Buster Blue Eyes. Get off my back, Evelyn. Bye. Will I see you tomorrow? Aren't you going to play Misty for me? Let's see if Kimmy can tell us the name of the movie she was in. 
play Misty for me. <laughs> That's right, with Clint Eastwood. She is the psychotic encounter. Can you tell me who she is? I can't do it. Jessica Walter. Having a birthday today. She's 77. She was in that movie from 1971, Play Misty for Me. Appeared in a lot of TV shows like Mannix, Mission Impossible, Cannon, Banachek, Columbo. She was a killer in that one. And then they tried to spin Ironside off into a series with her called Amy Prentice. Didn't work too well for him. The 1974-75 season only lasted for three episodes. Mm. And she was also in McCloud, The Streets of San Francisco, and The New Adventures of Wonder Woman, just to name a few. Next individual, Kimmy, tell me why he is on the famous list, Nolan Ryan. He was a pitcher. That's correct. Celebrating his 71st birthday today, can you tell me one of the four teams he played on in the majors? The Houston Astros. That's correct. Also the New York Mets, the California Angels, and the Texas Rangers. And he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1999. Next person having a birthday, Kimmy, recording artist. His name is part of the band. Tell me who's having a birthday. I'm your Can you do it, Kimmy? KC. Yes, how old is KC of KC and the Sunshine Band today within five? Mm, 68. You get it? He's 67. Next person, tell me why he's famous. Tell me the the band he was lead singer of. It's Johnny Rotten having a birthday. He's 62. The Sex Pistols? That's correct. Tell me why this person is famous. Minnie Driver having a birthday. Um, She's an actress. Yes, how old within five? Uh, 58. She's 48. Next person, tell me who it is celebrating a birthday. And then once you identify who it is, tell me how old he is within five years. Kimmy, can you tell me who it is who's having a birthday? Justin Timberlake. Correct. How old is he within five? Uh, 39. He's 37. And tell me. Who is his actress wife? Jessica Biel. That's correct. They got married in 2012. I see dead people. Notable celebrity famous deaths on this date. It was 1956. A.A. Milne passes away at the age of 74. Tell me the series of books A.A. Milne is famous for. Winnie the Pooh. That's correct, Kimmy. I think you did a fantastic job on this way back Wednesday with trivia. Thank you. We're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on trivia with the golden age of radio. Radio And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Because Kimmy did not know who this certain actress was that we talked about, we, well, I decided the best thing to do is actually put the spotlight, shine that old-time radio spotlight on this person because they did a rich amount of work during the golden age of radio. And that is actress Tallulah Bankhead. She was born on this date, 1902. We have an excellent example of her work. Here is Dark Victory. Old-time radio production first aired 1951. Here's our tribute to Tallulah Bankhead on The Riley and Kimmy Show. My name is Ann King. I've been in the employ of Judith Traherne for several years as her confidential and social secretary. 
about Judith. She was gay, independent, bright, and wealthy, with no serious love affair, no serious problem, and above all, no serious fear until... Oh, but let my records speak for themselves. It all began when Judith fell from a horse while trying to clear a steeplechase jump on her estate and complained of a severe headache. Dr. Steele, Judith Traherne Hearn is waiting outside your office. The girl is desperately ill. I've been watching her like a hawk. She's been losing ground each day. Three weeks. You wait till now, Dr. Parson? And you don't know Judith. She's stubborn. I don't even know how I got her as far as your anteroom. She just won't cooperate. Says she hasn't time to be ill. Why, only yesterday she went to a revival of Cyrano in the afternoon and played bridge half the night. I'm sorry, but I can't see her. I'm closing down my practice today. I'm going off to Vermont and devote my time to research. I think your best bet is to get in touch with Finley. Finley's in Europe. And besides, he's no better than I am. I want you. Can't be done. I'll see you to the door. You're always talking about the obligations of doctors to humanity. Well, there's humanity waiting for you on the other side of this door. Sorry, Parsons, but if I start making exceptions, I'll be stuck here for another nine years. Come on, Anne. This is perfectly ridiculous. I'm late. Uh, wait, Judith. This is Dr. Steele. How do you do, Doctor? My name's Traherne. Shake. Shake. Glad to have met you, sir. Come on, Anne. One moment. How did you get those burns on your hand? Where? On your right hand, here. Between the first two fingers. What? I never noticed them until now. I see. Will you step into my office, please? I don't know why, but I will. Won't you sit down? Thank you. I haven't much time. Neither have I. Parsons tells me you're a great hunter. Well, you could hardly expect me to enter your office leading a pack of hounds. <laughs> I understand you don't like to talk about your health. I don't. It's a very boring topic. But most people love it. I make my living listening to them. Then I'm afraid you're wasting your time. Oh, I'll send you a bill. I'm an only child. I weigh 115 pounds, stripped. I've had mumps, measles, and whooping cough, all at the proper ages. I believe I had no congenital weaknesses. Shall I go on? Yes, please. My father drank himself to death. My mother lives in Paris. I take a great deal of exercise. I'm accustomed to a reasonable quantity of tobacco and alcohol. I'm said to have a sense of humor. Is that all? All the inconsequential facts. What are the consequential ones? Does the light from the window bother you? No. Do you use your eyes a great deal? I generally keep them open, Doctor. That light is in your eyes. I wish you wouldn't keep hopping on that. There's nothing the matter with my eyes. You were squinting. I was not squinting. By the way, what did you do yesterday? Well, I played bridge in the afternoon. I, I went to the theater in the evening. The other way around, wasn't it? Well, yes, I guess it was. What was the play? Uh, well, Cyrano, that... wasn't it? Yes, that's that's right. Did you like it? My head was aching, sir. How long have you had these headaches? Oh, I... I don't have them. You have one now? No, I've not. How much did you lose at bridge yesterday? Quickly. I... I don't remember. I know you lost. How much? How can I remember? I play bridge every You've day. You've been losing a lot lately, haven't you? Yes. Playing badly? Forgetting what cards are out and what's the bid? Why do you ask me these stupid questions? I'm leaving. Wait. Did Parsons say you could go out yesterday? Listen, Doctor. I have never taken orders from anyone. And as long as I live, I shall never take any orders from anyone. And here's something else. I am well. Absolutely well. 
I'm strong and nothing can touch me. Neither you nor Dr. Parsons can make an invalid out of me. And now, Doctor, good afternoon. Go on. Run away because you're frightened. That isn't true. Oh, yes, it is. That's why you held back certain things from Dr. Parsons. You were afraid to admit them. You didn't tell him you've been having these headaches for months, but you have, and they've been getting worse. Lately, until now, you're never free of them. And your eyes have been cutting up, too, until your vision is almost cut in half. That's the reason for the accident on the jump. You couldn't see the bar. I'll tell you how you got those burns on your fingers from a cigarette. It burned you, and you never felt it. Because your tactile nerves are paralyzed. It's a lie. I'm well. Why do you bully me like this? Because I want to help you. Now, sit down. Nearly time for you to leave. Oh, yes, yes. Thanks, nurse. Uh, Cross your knees, please, Mr. Hen. You're not going to hit me with that little hammer. Why not? (laughs) It always makes me laugh. Silly, isn't it? Uh, Now the other one, please. Good, good. Now, don't be frightened at this. It's just an electric torch. I'm going to look into your eyes. You're very kind to your guinea pigs, aren't you? Would you mind just looking ahead, please? I've been told they're nice color. Steady, please. Do you agree about the color of my eye? Oh, yes. Fine. And now two more questions. How long ago did you first notice these headaches? Horrible months ago. Five or six. Have your eyes been bothering you as long as that? No. That's only lately, the last few weeks. Well, that's a great help. And now I'm going to ask you... Dr. Steele, you're going to have to leave this minute if you're going to catch a train. Train? Oh, yes, I suppose I will. Don't look so guiltily at me, doctor. It's my own fault I didn't come to you sooner. Nurse? Oh, there are other trains. Cancel the tickets. Yes, doctor. Thank you. Not at all. A few days, one way or another, won't matter. I'm sorry I was so difficult. Well, I like the way you fought back at me. You've been a good sport. What's wrong with me? Is it my eyes? I'd be a poor excuse for a doctor if I told you before I'm positive myself. But the next few days, I'm going to ask you to submit to about a million more tests and x-rays. You can live your life normally with one exception. What's that? You'll have to see a good deal of me. I'll bet you'll be a frosted party, Doctor. Well, Doctor, this is the day. Your tests are all completed, and we have enough x-rays to start our own picture company. <laughs> What's the verdict? Sit down, Judith. Oh, no. The prisoner will rise. The sentence. We will have to operate. What do you mean, operate? On me? Where? Your head. No. Oh, after all, the brain is like any other part of the body. Things get out of kilter and they have to be adjusted. I won't... Anne, Anne! What's the matter? He wants to operate. Operate? On my head. You've made a mistake, Dr. Steele. I knew almost at once, but I wanted confirmation. I've consulted the best brain men in the profession. Well, what's she got? What have I got? The technical term is glioma. Glioma? Oh, don't listen to him. Sounds like a a kind of plant. Yes, it is. Rather like a plant, a parasitic one. If it's removed... All surgeons are alike. Oh, don't get upset, Judith. You wait and... You've got to face it sooner or later, Judith. 
Suppose we don't talk about it anymore, huh? Come with me, Ed. Gleoma? It's not as serious as it sounds. It's just the idea that's hard to get used to. I've got a nice view in this hospital room anyway, miss. We're late. We've lots to do. Doctor's orders must be followed. Well, what first? We'll just get your things off and pop you into bed. Into that? Yes, if you don't mind. Well, give me my night things, please. Quickly, nurse. Here's a hospital gown. Not that. Can't I wear my own nightie? Am I to be operated on in that thing? How is everything? Turn your head, doctor. And look at me. The very latest from Paris. Oh, strictly clinical. Okay, doctor, you can turn your head now. Oh, thank you. Now into bed. I want to go home. Into bed. All right, Simon Legree. Now, here's a little pill I want you to take. Something to make you sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. How could anyone sleep in a two-by-four like this? At home, I have a bed big enough for six, and here I can't even move. You take this. Oh, all right. You know, I can't understand me. I've never given in a fraction to anyone else, and here I'm letting you push me around. Well, where, uh, where do you operate, Doctor? Here or here? Oh, that's my worry. How do you do it? I mean, just what do you do? You're a chatterbox, aren't you? It's very distasteful, isn't it? Oh, well, I don't care. I don't care about it. This is such a nice bed. It's a nice room, too. Thank you, Ed. And you're standing three miles away. Come over here, darling. I love you, man. I don't know what I'd do without you. I love you. Do you two like each other? Of course. Sure. I I want you to like each other. I love everybody. Will they cut off my hair? Just a little of it. I don't want my hair It'll cut grow off. back. Well, yes, of course it will. Silly of me. I feel so good. Nothing to think about. You're going to sleep now. That's right. I must do everything you say. I'm in your hands. Nice hands. They're good, strong hands. Doctor? Yes? When you get inside my head, see if you can find any sense in it. Screen Director's Playhouse continues its presentation of Dark Victory, starring Tallulah Bankhead and David Bryan. The operation on Judith's brain was finished. The result? Well, what operation doesn't need a prayer? So I prayed with all my heart for the finest woman I'd ever known in my life. The door was ajar, and coming towards me, in the hospital corridor was Dr. Steele. He was staring straight ahead and was in deep conversation with Dr. Parsons. I couldn't hear what they were saying. Is there no hope, Dr. Steele? I 
I'm afraid not. She's bound to have a recurrence. She'll apparently be as well as any of us. That is, in, well, until her... Well, her sight may fail at the end. Amblyopia? Yes, but there'll only be a few hours after that. This is a rotten business. Doctoring. A glioma. A girl like that who's so alive and so entitled to live. To have this contemptible, meaningless growth come along and put a period to it. Are you going to tell her? Did you want her to know? No. Well, then that's the answer. Look, Anne, darling. Look at my new hat. It fits beautifully, doesn't it, Anne? It's lovely. Ah, behold a new woman from top to bottom. New shoes, new stockings, new dress, new hat. <laughs> oh, doesn't the world smell nice, Anne? Mm, everybody for miles around is thrilled that you're back with us. It's nice to be loved. Where is that New England quack? Well, I told him five o'clock. Oh, is that his car turning in now? Oh, come on, darling. Now tell me, do I look all right? Or shall I change my hat again? Huh? It used to be six hats on the floor, uh, and now it's 12. You used to be mad, but I don't know what that doctor's done to you. You're madder still now. Now, let's not make a fuss over him in sport. Let's have some champagne. Champagne while we wait for him. He said I could, darling. Have one, Anne. To me, to life. May we never be ill again. Well, ha, ha, look who's here. Sorry I'm late. I was at the hospital and I had to, you know... Never mind that. We're not interested in medicine here. Sit down, won't you? Have a drink. No, thanks. I'm having one. You said I could. Thanks for everything again. My drink, my horse, my first day. Have you been a good girl? No. I thought not. Why? Oh, I just knew you wouldn't be. I knew you could never be. You mean a good girl? Well, I am. And... And see if it's come. Hurry up, darling. All right. Are you so grumpy, doctor? You say I'm always grumpy. Oh, I've been good until today. I've been your slave. And I'm well. Look at me. Reflexes terrific. Balance perfect. Why, well, I can walk a line backwards. Want to see me try? Look, it's arrived. Oh, excuse me. Ah, kneel on it. Club him if necessary, but make him have a drink. Get that uh, look off his face somehow. Oh, you did that, Doctor. Aren't you proud? I don't want to drink. Thanks. Dr. Steele, when you came into Judith's hospital room right after the operation, you had a certain look in your eyes. You have it now. And I'd rather not... Is there something? Something? Please. You see, I am her best friend. You come outside. Of course, Are you going to be strong enough and intelligent enough to hear the truth? There is something. Yes, there is. I can't say about it. Nothing can. Nothing. She's going to die. Oh, no. Yes, it's true. You shouldn't have touched her. She'll have that pain again and that ghastly confusion. No, no, she's not going to suffer again. That's all behind her now. She will seem as well and as normal as anyone else. How long have you known? During the operation. I could have let her go. I almost did. Why didn't you? I'm only a doctor. I haven't the jurisdiction of life and death. How will it come? Quietly and peacefully. 
There may be a moment near the end where she won't be able to see, quite as usual. She'll go blind? Yes, but first a dimming of vision, and then after a few hours, say, two or three... Doctor, how long has she? A year? Six months? Four? Possibly. Lock up, Anne. She must know. Be a good soldier. Boo! You sneaks. You're hiding out on me. What's the idea? Well, actually, we were talking about just how much you ought to do, Judith. I told him you had a devil of a day, and he doesn't seem to think it matters. I have had the best day of my life. This little present is for you. You shouldn't. Oh, look at the man. I thought surgeons had to have such steady hands. Thank you very much for these cufflinks. It's the best present I ever had. <sighs> I'm awfully glad you like it. It's all we could think of, wasn't it, Anne? Of course, it doesn't seem enough. Oh, wait, I have an idea. This is my birthday. What? It is really my new birthday. Every year on this date, we'll meet. Just us three pals, huh? We'll meet... And we'll have a party. Oh, let's go. We have a date. Now, in the morning, I'm going to wear my green slacks and a small tie. I'll wear the big hat for lunch. He'll like that. I've got to look my best, darling. If ever little Judy had to knock them for a row of pins. Do you think we ought to dress for dinner tonight? Oh, yes, let's. Let's be dashing, darling. Just as you please. What's the matter with you, Anne? Nothing. I've got to get through these bills. It's the 10th of the month. Forget them. Anne, you will put on your best dignity, won't you? Help me keep dignified. Judith, look at me. I am looking at you. You're in love with Dr. Steele. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought so. What about him? Has he given you any encouragement? Not a ripple on the water. It drives me crazy. But when I just think of him, I... Oh, well, when I think that if I hadn't fallen off that horse, hand, it's awful. But it's wonderful. Life's a different thing. For the first time in my life, I get up in the morning with something to live for. He's very fine, isn't he, Anne? He's, he's worthwhile, isn't he, Anne? But if he's given you no sign... How do you know? Well, it's just to be hoped for. Time will tell. Oh, he's so sweet to me, Anne. And he didn't go away, you know. That's one sign of Dr. Watson. Don't be against me. I'm not. Will you do something for of me? Of course. I was just thinking that uh, you might take advantage of any lull in the conversation tonight just to, uh, well, you know, mention what a good wife Judith would be and uh, an ideal mother and... Uh, well, well, don't you think I, I would be? <laughs> the best. Uh, keep both fingers crossed for me. One day it'll happen to you, Anne, and then you'll know. It's a grand and glorious feeling. I'm going to my room and change now, darling. Operator, get me Murray Hill 77340. Hello, Dr. Steele. This is Anne. It's important that I see you right away. <laughs> down, Anne. Thank you. Doctor, is Judith meaning anything more to you than just, just a patient? Yes. 
much more. What are you going to do? Are you going out there tonight and tell her and take her in your arms? She'll expect you to marry her. Are you? Or is it better for you to go away and leave her with us? Which is better? She told me she's in love with you. She said that? You know, Anne, women have never meant anything to me before. I'd never met anyone like her. I was all set. I had plans and arrangements. Yes, Vermont. Why don't you go away for your own sake, for your work? Work? When I can't cure her? There's nothing else in my mind. Isn't there anything, anything? What has she done that this should happen to her? She's never harmed a soul, never done anything to anyone but kindness. Look, I had a letter from Vienna today. The last finding in the case. Not a chance in the world. I don't know where to look next. Here's the 12 greatest authorities on glioma. 12 of them. Prognosis, negative. Prognosis, negative. Prognosis, negative. Oh, I'm so sorry for both of you. But you couldn't marry her. Do you know what marriage would mean to her? A home, children, plans for the future? Could you do that to her? The great thing for her is to never know. Well, could you, could you watch her growing happier every day with this thing creeping up behind her back? Could you stand that? It isn't a question of what you or I could stand. The only thing that matters is that she should be happy every hour. Could it be a, a long engagement? And all my life I've told people what to do. Now, and what shall we do? Martha, is everything ready for tonight? Yes, ma'am. Where's Anne? I haven't seen her all afternoon. She's out. Where'd she go? Didn't you telephone Dr. Steele's office before? What's that got to do with it? Wasn't she there? No. What do you mean? She telephoned, made an appointment. She said she had to see him on important business. She sees him often. Oh, don't be so silly, ma... How do you know? I hear them on the telephone... They're talking behind your back all the time. Something goes on between those two. Oh, nonsense. Gossip. I'm sure if Miss Anne was at the doctor's, she must have had some very good reason for being there. But when Dr. Steele gets here, I'm going to have him uh, examine your head. Answer the door, will you please, Martha? Oh, I'm sorry I'm late, Julie. Oh, Anne, where'd you go? For a drive. Where to? To town. What for? Oh, I... Where'd you go? I... I have to get dressed or I'll be late for dinner. I'll see you later. Hello, Judith. Did I, uh, stumble into something? Yes, Doctor. Anne and I were on the verge of a jealous scene about you. What? Oh, darling. Darling, you are a fool. Don't you know I'm in love with you? Oh. Oh, I know I've made an idiot of myself, but... I don't care. Naturally, you must be embarrassed. Well, you've been proposed to. Well, Fred, all you have to say is that you don't want me and... I love you. I love you, Judith. <sighs> I always have. I love you, Fred. I love you. I don't have much to give you. Much, darling. You've just given me the world. For the first time in my life, I'm a complete person. <laughs> 
This is the Screen Director's Playhouse. We continue with the third act of Dark Victory, starring Tallulah Bankhead as Judith Traherne and David Bryan as Dr. Frederick Steele. It was the eve of Judith and Fred's marriage when she accidentally came upon a file marked Case History, Judith Traherne. She opened it and read a letter addressed to Dr. Steele from a brain specialist in Vienna. A study in the case history of Miss Judith Traherne and an examination of the tissue sample sent me lead me to concur with your diagnosis. The prognosis is definitely negative. Death in such cases is... Prognosis means the future of the case. Negative means hopeless. Hopeless. Prognosis negative. Prognosis negative. I'm sorry I'm late, darling. I had a consultation. Well, you look lovely. Have a drink, Fred. No, thanks. Waiter, another one for me. You should try one someday. I will. Perhaps on our wedding day. Ah, our wedding day. What's the matter? Matter? Could anything be? Oh, here comes Anne. Oh, if I'm late, I'm terribly sorry. Don't be sorry about anything. Sit down. Join the party. We're playing games, hide and seek. You can play, too. Puss in the corner. What are you talking about? I don't know. If you like, I'll leave. You two dear friends probably have a lot to talk over. My two dearest friends. Have a cocktail, Anne. I'm going to have another. Yes, I'll have a cocktail. Oh, they're fine, fine. They deaden the brain. You know about brains, Doctor? They loosen the inhibitions and make the tongue wag. You should both have one. Judith, are you quite well? You should know how ill I am. Am I well, doctor? Shall we order? Waiter! Why don't you tell me what this is all about? Why don't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Waiter! I think I'll have a large order of prognosis negative. What do you mean? You know. Earth should have plot. Prognosis negative. Do you know what prognosis negative means, Doctor? Explain to her. Or have you? A few months of pretending you're well, then blindness, then... So long, my friends. Wait, Judith, we can't talk here, but... Oh, yes, we can. It was a question of humoring the patient, huh? Pet her. Give the poor darling everything she wants. The time's so short. Marry her if necessary. Now I know why you went to his office that day. It was to beg him to marry me out of pity. You're both so kind. Thank you very much. Judith, you're wrong. Don't touch me, please. Judith, what else on earth could we have done? You could have told me the truth. I can take it. It's two o'clock, Mr. Hearn. Last drink. Ah, that's funny. What? Time. Did you ever think of it? 
time. It goes. That's the business of time. Tick, 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 tick. You can almost hear it go by. Before you know it, it's all gone by. And where are we, my friend? Hello, Michael. Congratulations on your winning the all-around jumping cup. No, thanks. You're an excellent stable foreman. But Mary's got bronchitis. Can't possibly last the night. There's a tragedy for you. <laughs> Jessica's girl has bronchitis and can't possibly last the night. Jessica's girl is a horse. Poor Jessica's girl. Why don't you put her out of her misery? <laughs> What'll it be, Mr. Hearn? The usual, champagne. Well, 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 if it isn't the extraordinary surgeon. I tried to see you. How's your mortality rate these days, Doctor? Any more fun with the knives? Drop it, Judith. I know how you feel. Anything to strike back at me. But don't do it this way. What do you mean, this way? This. There's nothing in it. What do you want me to do? Sit alone and brood, or read a good book? Judith, I, I want you to find peace. We all have to die. The tragic difference is that you know when and we don't. The important thing is the same for all of us. To live our lives so we can meet death when it comes. Decently. Beautifully. Finally. Decently. Beautifully. And finally. I'll die as I please, Doctor. Leave me alone. Well, Michael, is Jessica's girl dead? No, she's game. She put up a brave fight. How nice. You're cold. There's a stove in the feed room. Would you like to come and warm yourself? Why not? First cold is always the bitterest. The first and the last. Talk to me, Michael. What'll I talk about, Miss Judith? Oh, anything, anything. Just talk. Well, there's something about the way you ride a horse that puts my heart in my mouth. Can I say something to you, Miss Judith? Go ahead. I told you to talk. You've been going too hard, night and day. You can't do that and keep on with your jumping horses. It's terrible hard on you. I was hoping that in the state you were in, you wouldn't ride tonight. Silver cup isn't worth it. I wanted that cup. I had to show the gentry that I still have what it takes. You sure have. Keep on talking. Just as one human being to another. What's there to say? Are you afraid to die, Michael? I wouldn't want to die while you're alive. Oh, Michael, you're making love to me. You invited me to talk to you as a man. It's as a man I'm talking. Surely I'm better than some of them that's playing around with you. They're afraid of you. I've heard them talking. They'd go after you, but they're afraid. I wish I was in their boots. Do you, Mike? Come here to me. The nights I've laid awake thinking of you. The things I wanted to say to you ever since the first time I saw say you. Say them, Michael. We're say behind. Them. Well, you belong to me and no one else. Oh, no, no. Let me come, Michael. You're afraid. No, but... but... So, I'm only a stable hand. It I... isn't that. It isn't that. You just can't go on this way. Tonight it would be you, and after tonight, what? You again or someone else? 
And so on until the last hour. No, Michael. I can't die like that. Die? What's this crazy talk about dying? Well, I'm going to die in a few months, Michael. Does that frighten you? Heaven forgive you for saying a thing like that. Yes, heaven forgive me. When it comes, it's got to be met decently, beautifully, finally. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I'm all shot, Michael. I'm shot. Operator. Murray Hill 77340, please. Is that you, Judith? Yes, Anne. Oh, it's very late. I was afraid something had happened. Oh, no, no. But you should be asleep, Anne. You've lost a lot of sleep. Where did you go after you left the club? To the stables. I've been with Michael. Michael? Uh-huh. Don't worry. Anne, I was saved. Of course, for what I was saved is not quite clear. Whom were you calling? It doesn't matter. There wasn't any answer. Business of apologizing to a gentleman for ruining his life along with mine. But I don't suppose it matters. Oh, Anne, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Let me put you to bed. Why? I'll read you to sleep. Why? So I can dream. Oh, Judith, don't talk like that. Please don't, Judith. It's the waiting, Anne, day and night. Anne, would it be wrong if I made it happen? Would it? Oh, Judith. Judith, please don't. What shall I do? What can I do? What would you do? Hello, Doctor. Judith. Look here, I'm sorry. This is a fine time to be visiting your apartment, isn't it? Well, I hope you are not operating tomorrow. No, I'm not. Would you care for a drink? No, no, thank you. Can you ever forgive me? There's nothing to forgive. The things I said to you. It's good to say things. Sort of gets them out. You said you wanted me to have peace. Where is peace? Within yourself, Judith. I've tried to do the things I said I would. Tried to carry it through to the last empty post. But tonight, darling, there's been no one but you. Oh, how good it is to call you that, darling. I couldn't go on. You bitter toward me. Please don't think of me that way. I love you, Judith. Yes, I believe you. It isn't just pity. I take back every unkind thing I said to you. Oh, Fred, help me. I've been so stupid. I've crammed every minute so full of waste. Now there's so little time. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid. So good and right and strong. It's all right now. It's all right, Judith. You'll only let me see you sometimes. You're going to. Every day. I'll show you what peace I can. You're coming with me to Vermont. Am I? No. It wouldn't be fair to you. We'd only have... Forever. Will you marry me, Judith? Marry? Oh, wouldn't it 
be marvelous if we could. A real wedding, giving away church bells and champagne, a white frock, orange blossoms, and a wedding cake. Well, that's one thing I won't have missed. And you're giving it to me. I can never love you enough. A letter from Anne, Martha. Is she coming up? Well, not yet, but soon, I think. She says, um, still trying to rent the house, but no one seems to have any money, and I'm not going to let tramps have it. Oh, Martha, why do people complicate their lives so? All those horses, that house. Here in Vermont, we have nothing, and yet we have everything. Well, I wonder she hasn't popped up to see you. You haven't seen her for three months. Oh, she'll be up. She said she wanted to get the work done. What's that you're preparing? A baked potato? Do you mean Dr. Steele hasn't had his lunch yet? I knocked at his door twice. Then I fixed a tray and knocked again. When he's busy with his bugs, he's like a bear with a sore head. I wouldn't disturb him. I'll disturb him. Give me that tray, Martha. Am I afraid? I told you never to come into this room when I'm working. This joint is a septic. And you're crawling with microbes. A fine way to talk about your wife. You're combusting in here with microbes just when I was discovering the secret of life. Well, I'm not so sure I was at this minute. <laughs> well, but you will, darling. You would have now, but, well, it's my fault. Forget it. My little bugs have met your little bugs and the food's little bugs, and they're going to have a party. And they'll get cockeyed drunk where there'll be no use to anybody. If at first you don't succeed. Come along, Doc. Say, I'm hungry. You know it's almost two o'clock. Keep your hands off this food. It's probably got some of your bugs in it. If the sandwiches' bugs get into your bugs, it's not improbable that the bugs get into the sandwiches. <laughs> What's new in the world? Guess what? Anne's coming soon. Here's a letter. Okay. What did you do this morning? Big thing. What? I walked. Where did you walk? The village. Can we sit at your table, Martha? What if I said no? <laughs> hey, this is great. We'll give Anne a field day. We'll show her the great village of Brattleboro. Hey, get your fork out of my place. Hello, Martha. How are you? I'm first rate. It's good to see you, Miss Anne. You're looking a little peaked. No, oh, we'll fatten her up. A little country girl. Oh, the house is perfect, Judith. Where's your lab, Doctor? Back here. Come on. Coming. Don't let her in, Freddy. She's got bugs, too. Let's unpack for her. Oh, my, but it's impressive. How's it coming, actually? Fine, I think. Someday in my lifetime or some other man's lifetime, we'll have a cure for glioma. Fred, is there any chance for her? No. Oh, I'd so hoped. Don't hope. All this, this lab. May say mother's someday. That's all, Anne. I can't make an appointment for a miracle to happen. Does... Does Judith fully realize? Yes. Oh, I can't believe it. She couldn't bear it. No one could. Secretly, she must believe All that... my life, Anne, I've seen people suffer. Seen them die. But I've never seen anyone like her. 
From what deep well she draws her courage, I can only wonder. I'd have cracked without her. She's beyond words. You saw her. She laughs and sticks out her chin. She can take it. But she can't always. No one could. Oh, there must be bad moments when she thinks... She doesn't of... think. It's forgotten. That's our pact. We never mention it. And you mustn't either. I'll try. So long, Doc. Michael, don't say Doc. That's not half enough respect for my husband. Oh, but we are grateful to you, Michael, for coming all this way to see us. You will come again soon, won't you? If the weather's as beautiful as it is today, I'll be back in a hurry. Judith, here's a tongue twister. Incomparabilis. -ab -ab Incomparabilis. Oh. Plant them where there's plenty of sun, Anne. <laughs> all right. Oh, and here's some John Quiller Narcissus. What a pretty name, John Quiller Narcissus. I'll name a horse after Oh, <laughs> go along with you, Michael. So long, Anne. <laughs> Goodbye, Miss Judith. When I look at you now... What makes me believe in those prayers I've been saying? Michael, Michael. I'll see you at the Grand National. And Michael, if we can't make it for some reason, think of me. Goodbye, Michael. Goodbye. Goodbye, Michael. Goodbye. Bye. Come on, Anne, darling. Come on. We'll start our spring planting. We'll start. Eh? Those are darks, Kitty. Why, Judith? It's getting darker by the second. How dark it's gotten. That's funny. I can still feel the heat of the sun. Oh, no. Judith. Anne. Judith, it isn't true. There are clouds. The sun has gone. It's all right, Anne. Anne. It's all right. If the ladies' gardening group can adjoin for a moment, I've got some news. We're going to the Big Bird. We're going to New York. They just read me a wire over the phone. I'll be over and show it to you in a second. Oh, Judith, you can't. Don't let... tell him. Maybe it isn't anything. This is great news. What happened, darling? Here, Judith, read the wire. Fisher sent it to me from Philadelphia. Well? Oh, how nice. How nice? Is that all? Oh, will you read, Anne? I never could read your handwriting, darling. Of all the profound understatements. Dr. Frederick Steele, wild with excitement over your latest report biological tests convince me you may be on the right road with isolation. Isolation, see? You choke off the oxygen. Oh, no, you two wouldn't understand. Believe we should present material at board meeting in New York tomorrow. Please wire my enthusiastic congratulations, Fisher. Oh, it's wonderful, darling. Isn't it, Anne? Please excuse what seemed my lack of enthusiasm, darling. I was uh, both over for a minute. Sure. Don't I know? I'm in the clouds myself. I wired Fisher I'd meet him at ten in the morning. Oh, 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 did you? It means driving to Mills Junction to catch the 440. I'm going to the house to get things moving. Martha's packed for you, but I can't even find my socks. Fred! No, Anne. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't... No. Nothing. But you can't go. No. Well, you can't let him go. Say, I'd gladly stay with you and help you plant those bulbs. I wouldn't mind even being late. Except this board convenes just twice a year. Would you want... You me to stop that, Anne. Oh, Judith, you can't send him away without knowing. Anne, I won't. please, darling, please go on planting the flowers as if nothing had happened now, dear Anne. Please, please, I know what's best. You know what this means, don't you? If it's true, it means that in 10 or 15 or 25 years, I'll, 
begin to get someplace. Oh, very exciting, isn't it, darling? Oh, I'll say it is. Maybe we'll be acclaimed. Maybe we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah. Say, which one of these outfits do you want to wear? The gray or the black? Oh, uh, I'm not going, darling. What? Look, you've not packed enough shirts. Come out of it, Judy. No, I'd rather not, really. You'll be busy. I'll just be sitting around a hotel. Nonsense. A couple of days in New York will do you some good. Please, darling, don't force me to go. Force you? Well, of course, darling, it's anything you want, but well, I thought... New York bores me. It really does. This is my home now. I'd much rather stay here. You're trembling. Am I? Well, it's uh, the first time we've been separated. Man to girl, get a little sentimental. Judith, I'm not going. You must. I don't know what I could have been thinking about. I'll call Fisher and tell him that I can't... Oh, darling, are you worried about me? Every minute you're not in my sight. Well, you needn't. And here. Yes, but if anything should happen... It won't. It won't. I'm not afraid anymore. Judith, we agreed. That we wouldn't talk about it. Yes, I know. I used to be afraid. Oh, I died a thousand times. The next time death will come as an old friend. Gently, quietly. Oh, my God, Judith. We've had so much. Just minutes. If we live to be a hundred, we could have no more. Oh, I've been so happy, darling. When the time comes... When it comes, I'll go with you. Fred. I swear I won't. No, you won't. Couldn't be that unkind to me. Unkind? Don't you see, my darling? You've done so much for me. You've given me the bravery I needed. Do you understand... How much that's going to mean to me. Mayn't I return? Know that I've given you the bravery to go on living. I couldn't live without you. You must go with your work, darling. You must. I wouldn't want my death to be futile and meaningless. But it is. It's futile. It's meaningless and it's cruel. No. Not if you take revenge for it. Revenge? Revenge. By wiping out this thing that is going to take me away from you. You must. You will. And with each blow you strike, you'll say, that was for Judith, my wife. Judith, I can't lose you. You'll never lose me, darling. Nothing can hurt us now. What we've had can never be destroyed. That's our victory. Our victory over the dark. And it is a victory because we're not afraid. Thank you, Judith. You must hurry now, darling, hurry. Come and say goodbye to the old boy, Anne. He's off. Judith, please, Anne. So long, Anne. Take care of everything. I will, Fred. Now hurry, darling, hurry up. You've got to drive like mad. Goodbye, darling. I'm going to be awfully lonely. No, don't tempt me. Get going. Hurry home. Hurry home. Now, Anne, have you planted the hyacinths yet? Yes. No, I... I don't know. Oh, I'd like to help you with them. They're his favorite flowers. Here. Here are the bulbs. I'm afraid I won't be much help, but uh, if you'll dig the holes, I can drop them in. Judith, you shouldn't. Please, Anne. I want to very much. They should do very well in the soil. 
The garden will be beautiful in June. Everything blooming. I can see it. You will take care of my flowers, won't you? Water them well. Yes. And Anne, will you take care of my doctor? Will you? You know what I mean, Anne? Oh, Judith, please. He'll need some. He mustn't be alone. It's so much worse for him than me. <laughs> That's really true, darling. I'm the lucky one. I'm the lucky one. All our is growing old, getting sick, tired and worn out. Promise me you'll never leave me. I promise. Don't cry, Anne. I? I'm awfully happy. Really, I am. I'm awfully happy. I think I'll go in now. I walked to the old mill this morning. Very beautiful with the new leaves on the trees. Why don't you walk down there and watch the sunset? Oh, do you think I'd leave you? Please don't understand. No one must be here. No one. I have to prove to him that I can do it alone. Maybe it'll help him over some bad moments in the future to remember it. Be my best friend, Anne. My best friend. Go now. Judith. <laughs> Judith. <laughs> Martha, I'm, uh, I'm going to lie down for a while. I don't want to be disturbed. Very well. Shall I draw the blinds? No, no, thank you, no. Just do one thing for me. Hand, hand me his pillow. Here, Miss Judith. Place it over mine. There. Thank you, Martha. Now cover me up. Are you all right, my child? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm fine. Dark Victory has starred Tallulah Bankhead and David Bryan. Now, here are Tallulah Bankhead and David Bryan. Hello, darlings. This is the moment I've been waiting for. To be able to pay tribute to a great director, Edmund Goulding, the director of the motion picture Dark Victory and many other fine films. Anytime you see a movie in which you miss the credits, it's very easy to tell an Edmund Goulding production because it always bears an individual touch and mark of distinction. Tallulah. I'm not reading from the script this time, Eddie. This is from the heart, darling. I'd like to say that I wholeheartedly agree. I've seen many of your pictures, Eddie, and you're a credit to the industry. Thank you, Tallulah and David, for your kind sentiments. In Dark Victory, there was the problem of Glioba. Well, we in America in true life are faced with many more problems. And the answer? Tonight in many cities, mothers will be out ringing doorbells to remind their neighbors of the March of Dimes. Those who are contacted will welcome this reminder to contribute to this worthy cause. For you who live where no such efforts will be made, I offer this suggestion. Give, and give generously to the March of Dimes. No matter how little, no matter how much, just give. Give as much as you can afford. Give more than you can afford. 
give you a car fare. And thank God you can walk home. Good night, darlings, and God bless you. Dark Victory was presented through the courtesy of Warner Brothers, producers of Storm Warning, starring Ginger Rogers and Ronald Reagan. Listen every Sunday to your local NBC station for Tallulah Bankhead as mistress of ceremonies of NBC's The Big Show. David Bryan appeared through the courtesy of Warner Brothers, producers of The Enforcer, starring Humphrey Bogart. Edmund Goulding is currently directing Friendly Island for 20th Century Fox. Included in tonight's cast were Lynn Allen, Norma Varden, Stan Waxman, and Ralph Moody. Dark Victory was adapted for radio by Jack Rubin. Screen Director's Playhouse is produced by Howard Wiley and directed by Bill Karn. Portions of tonight's broadcast were transcribed. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.